Local station since 2009. Locally owned and operated by Hunters Bay Radio, Inc. Comments on our broadcast are welcome. Shoot us an email at comments at muskokaradio.com. Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sportsbeat 88.7 on your dial for Monday, February 6th, with Dave Percival and... Dan Caswell. And... Grant's here as well. I thought our, the owner of the station was going to do a little house cleaning again today in here while we're trying to do the show. Get the vacuum going. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised it didn't start. Does that mean if the vacuum comes on that we leave? Yes. Because that's yeah. that's last call. It's like uh, the, the gong, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? exactly. We get the hook. Exactly. How are you guys doing today? Good you. Couldn't be better. And Grant, things are good. Blue sky, sunshine. No kidding. There's nothing else in life. That's what it's all about. Um, let's start with the biggest news of them all. Kyle Nelson yes. against uh, Du Hoi Choi in uh, Vegas. Yep. Uh, I saw the fight. Uh, tremendous effort by Kyle Nelson. Tremendous effort. Um, this is He was fighting one of the top fighters in that category. I liked him in the fight. Now, I don't judge fights. I don't score fights. But I thought he'd won the fight. Um, just a tremendous effort. What do you think, Grant? I agree, too. I mean, I thought he came out really strong, and at uh, one point, right at the start in the first round, I mean, he picked up uh, Wonder Boy or whatever he's called and slammed him right down. Like, I thought, okay, that might do it right there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an entertaining bout, to say the least, and I don't, again, I don't know how to judge this sport, but, uh, you know, and maybe I'm a bit biased, but I, I, I thought for sure it was his fight. Yeah, I know? did, I did too, now, but, but we were talking earlier, and I think the thing is, I, Michael Bisping was doing his thing, and all the main guys were doing the, the commentary. And it's all about Wonder Boy, right? Yep. Wonder Boy this, Wonder Boy that. And what caught my attention was Dana White decided in his world, and again, Kyle has got a lot of cred now, that Wonder Boy had won the fight and gave Wonder Boy the performance bonus, which was a bit off, in my opinion. So he got the performance bonus, even though it was a draw. Um, Really? I didn't. Yes, he really did. Wow. Now, with that said, the headbutt, I understand the headbutt. I understand that completely. Kyle was cut in the forehead. He snuck in a little dirty headbutt with about a minute left to try to really make him bleed, maybe mm-hmm. to end that Break fight. It open, so there's yeah. a lot of little tricks they all use, right? Yep. But I just thought there was a level of confidence in Kyle that I've never seen before. Agreed. I would agree and to that his, as well. His interviews and, his, and coming to see us, everything for him is coming together. And a draw is a huge, huge thing in this at this level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it seems like the like I didn't know about the performance uh, bonus, like the the fighter of the night or whatever the the award is. But like it sounds like Kyle to you know kind of to I guess uh, tip the scales in his favor because it seems like he's the underdog no matter what he does. Like we were talking about the last fight, and I thought he won two of the three rounds right this one again do you think it was all three or two of the three he won he won the second round in my opinion now this mm-hmm. again is is my opinion only he yep. won the second round handily first round uh i i thought he won the first round too yep. that heavy takedown yep. he kept him down his time hold keeping him down was far greater than the reverse yep. third round he didn't win 
Okay. okay. He did not win the third round, but he didn't lose it in a horrific way. I would agree right. with that, yeah. So, so you know, my take would be he won two of the three rounds. Yeah. Not the, the And reverse. so rather than like a draw or even, you know, you were saying with the headbutt, mm-hmm. taking away that point could have been the difference of not being a draw and actually losing the fight. Correct. Like, yeah, I think. Because like, he lost a full point for that, right? That's right. Yeah. A full point. Yeah. But, but the street cred is huge now. No, like, for sure. I think a lot of it was him winning a fight against a guy of this caliber. Not that these other guys he's been fighting are low caliber, but this guy is very high caliber yep. in the UFC. And I found it interesting, I think you already touched on this, but yeah, the uh, the announcers were all about uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, but as the fight went on, I, I noticed they were commenting quite a bit on on Kyle's strength, on Kyle's, like, the power that he had, that he's definitely the, has more strength of the two of them and stuff, and I mean, there's lots of comments about that. So. Yeah, and Grant, you're 100% right. The commentary shifted halfway through the fight. Yep to a lot more about Kyle's abilities and how strong how bloody strong he was. Yes. Compared but this is this is a this is a great leaping point for him. No, absolutely. I can't wait to see him in his next fight and he's got to feel awful awful good about things. I would think so. As yeah. he as yeah. he rightfully Very should. much so positive. Oh yeah, for sure. Um so we got to get him back in here again. This time we have to get in and ask some real pointed questions. Okay. If <laughs> if you guys are game. Absolutely. And he's and he's always a, a good friend of the show so he'll come in for sure. Um, I want to talk, I, I, I got a really neat stat guys, the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, Yes. um, trade deadline. The reason I bring them up now, trade deadline is on Thursday, February 9th. Uh, nice win in Memphis last night to finish a road trip four and three. And that's a tough road trip, you know, but the word on the street, the word in the street is, is that Van Fleet is going to the Clippers or the Lakers. All of a sudden he's gone. Yep. Um, I like what everything you've said about that they should probably stand pat and not do anything crazy. But here's the issue with the Raptors. Siakam has played the most minutes of anybody in the NBA this year. That's a problem. Really? Scotty Barnes is the fourth most minutes of anybody in the NBA, and Van Fleet is the sixth most minutes. So what does, so what that, does te- that lead you what to? What does that tell you, Percy? It tells you they have no bench strength no whatsoever. No bench at all. I saw that and couldn't believe my eyes. That explains exactly. The Raptors are having a great year now, I've decided. (laughs) They don't have any subs whatsoever that can help out. No, for sure. So what are they going to do? Like, I'm surprised that Van Fleet has looked tired this year and he's been ill. And, you know, maybe they go with the young guys. Malachi Flynn looked good and go with the Precious Achu and these guys. And and maybe you do ship them out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like... Now you're talking about upcoming contract talks for some of these yes. guys. You, you know, uh, Fred is, a, you know, he's getting a little bit older. He certainly is a very uh, workable asset for trading and all that sort of stuff. So why not? You don't, like, I'm, I'm still staying pat with the fact that yes. you don't need to blow it up. But if you have tradable assets that you can make some moves for either good draft picks or good young guys that are coming up, or even just some pieces that they don't already have, like a big man, you know, in the number five spot, like that's that's what you need. Yeah, they, and they do need that. But if they, but it, but it, their bench strength is very poor. Chris Boucher supplies a little bit sometimes, but they just don't, they just don't have Bonjour. that strength. <laughs> yeah. You're they in Muskoka now, my friend. It's Boucher. <laughs> That's right, as in my favorite voucher. So, yeah, so anyway, the Raptors, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued, very intrigued by what happens on yeah. Thursday. So, keeping in the basketball vein, Kyrie Irving, what do you think of this? He's a clown. 
well, yeah, is he ever, but he's also a very gifted basketball player. And a lot of yes. times with these guys, uh, clownish behavior is secondary to skill. Okay, so. Huge we, trade. Okay, we thought, okay, Boston is going to be, like, hands down, the, the most feared team in the East when Kyrie went there, right? Right, you'd think. And Kyrie's not there. And now they're the most feared team in the East. Yeah. Right? For, uh, you have uh, you have uh, Brooklyn. Just a mess. You bring in James Harden, KD, Kyrie. Harden's gone. Kyrie's gone. KD wants to be gone. I'm going to say it. What? Too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, and I don't want to get in trouble for that, but that's an expression that is used by too many leaders. Yeah. Right? That's all. Okay. So you had all the superstars fighting for Eagle. Right? Yes. That's and now, <laughs> now he's going down to a very, very good Dallas team. Yeah, Luka Doncic. Like, this is, like but, they're, they're elite down there. I think he's just going to disrupt it. Well, I think so, too, but they had no option. Like, I looked at what they gave up. They gave up a couple of serviceable players. Dim, Dimwitty was one of them. And a bunch of draft picks in 2027 and 2029. That's kind of weird, but the thing is, they weren't going to keep him after this year anyway. So anything Brooklyn got for him, they got yeah. two good starters, is a good trade for Brooklyn. They get him out of there. you know. But what is he going to do? Is he going to destroy the Dallas Mavericks? It's possible. I don't have a lot of hope for the Dallas Mavericks now. Not with him, no. right? No way. But they were looking really good before that. But he is so gifted when yeah. he's and he's putting no. up some really nice numbers again For this sure. year. For sure. When he was younger and very excited to be an NBAer, when what he did in Cleveland with LeBron, it was fantastic. And then what happened? He wanted to. He thought he was bigger than LeBron. Yes, he did. And then all the turmoil uh, came out, and uh, he just. He he's very disruptive. Yeah. Oh, is he ever? But but I I'm I'm excited for what to see what happens on Thursday. Yeah. Um, now the let's talk about the golf quickly. Pebble Beach, and then I'm going to go to something else. Caught my attention. I watched a little bit. That's my favorite golf tournament next to the Masters because I like to see the celebrities and athletes playing golf. I yep. love that. Like Joe Pesci hitting shots and that kind of stuff is kind of cool. Yep. But do you know who won the amateur side of it this year? Because he can now officially retire Who's and that? be happy. Aaron Rodgers and Ben Silverman from Canada at 26 under. Nice. Aaron Rodgers has won at something this year. And they have the celebrity end. and then they. But the wind was so high, they had to call Saturday's round because the balls wouldn't stay in the green. The balls were blowing <laughs> off the – and they called it. Like, I, I, you know, that would – hopefully the ball would – the wind would blow my ball towards the hole. Yeah. That's what I'd be hoping Absolutely. About. But uh, anyway, you've got Justin Rose. I hadn't heard that name for ages. Great player out of England uh, with a lead. But they're playing a game today. Taylor Pendrith from Canada shot 64, uh, eight under, and he's only three back. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how that all plays out. All right. You know, different bunch of different names with all the live golf, but Pebble Beach is a special tournament. No, oh, absolutely. It's, and the course looks really tough with the, off the ocean. So like the that. live golf players are playing? No, they're not. Oh, okay, no, the, the names, a lot of names I don't even know. But, but as I said, Justin Rose, I do know, and he's got the lead. Let's, okay, NHL All-Star festivities. Yep. Um, they had some screwy things going on there. They had a golf-type thing where you fired a puck over water towards a hole. You know, and then how used did, your hockey stick to roll in the golf ball. Now I from think where the, the puck thing. Landed. I think the thing is with the younger players, where where I'm a 61 year old guy going, are you kidding me? The young players really like this monkeying around and like Mitch Marner wearing a white suit and all this stuff. 
But how do you change this? We've had this discussion before because the game, what little I saw, the game was horrific. Nobody puts anything into it. It's, nope. It doesn't matter. How do you change it? Because money doesn't seem to make a difference, and they'll play harder. So we, north of the border in Canada here, we're a little more of the purists. And we, you know, like it's just a bit of a, you know, circus show with the, the um, festivities down right. at All-Star yeah. Weekend, right? Now, you could totally change it. Like, are we talking of just growing the game in the U.S. and making awareness and, you know, like you have all this, this you know, fanfare stuff and maybe you don't even have a game, right? Like you can have like, like you just don't, like back in the day, like way back, the all-star game was the Stanley Cup champions versus the NHL all-stars. Right. Which I think, yeah, right? which is fantastic. So there was, yeah, it was still no one wanted to get hurt, but it was still a real hockey game. Absolutely. Right? Then, uh, as you know, as it's gotten to become more of a uh, fan interactive, which is, uh, which I would think is good for the game. I mean, if you if you really want to, because you know, you, you places like uh, Carolina and Florida where it was hosted, and they they're not really. They, I don't know if they'd care about you know if you had last year's Stanley Cup champion, you know, marching down, right? Right. And, and, and like, like, would we, would it be a good game if we saw the Colorado Avalanche playing, you know, the rest of the NHL All-Stars? Uh, it might not be this day because right? back in the day, like you said, there was some animosity. Like if, if you did, if I didn't like you yep. and we had issues on the ice, it wasn't going to translate to us being friendly to each other. Uh. It's a little different world when you see Ovechkin and Crosby who are massive competitors on the ice and will go at each other together yep. you know so it is maybe not dan i i just don't know what the answer is because they uh, keep trying these gimmicky things and i think maybe you you focus on the gimmicks and just forget about the game yeah that that would make more sense you know and, and bringing people out and and you know having more interactive uh play you know making sure everyone's all mic'd up and so where you know people at the at the stadium can hear what's going on plus you know people from home can hear what's going on because you're never going to get a competitive game no right no you're not and unless they change the stakes like if they change the stakes for the players then you're going to get a competitive game and what i mean by that cash incentives is yeah, that what you're talking about bonuses? well whether it's cash incentive but i think changing the stakes would be more so uh come playoff time so if the East wins, I don't even think they have East West anymore. Like it's, it's no, all, they've got it four into four segments yeah, yeah. of some sort. But you, you know, you go back to an East West. You have a full game, and if the East wins, they host the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, and if the West wins, they host the Stanley Cup. That makes that makes because really I mean they sense. do that in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously with baseball, it's it's a different thing. You don't see guys getting plunked. You know the the pit, but the pitchers are coming in there, throwing as hard as they can, and they're hoping that the the inning that they pitch or the two innings they pitch, they strike them all out, right? Right. And the winner of the of baseball hosts the World Series, the East versus the West. So well, just, maybe if you change the stakes, 
maybe that will bring more competitiveness into the game. But if you're not going to change the stakes, then just make it all this uh, circus Interactive, stuff. Yeah, Interactive circus stuff. Or, or do exactly what you're saying and make it just about the game and forget all this other nonsense. Because quite frankly, I'm a fan of hockey. I don't watch any of it. I have no interest in watching them, you know, stand there at the water fountain and try to get the puck into the little, you know, dish that's out there in the water. I mean, does anyone really enjoy that? I don't know. Do the players even think, enjoy I doing think, that? I think most people enjoy it, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Purists, we're oh, okay. the purists oh. who don't want oh, okay. to see it. Yeah. That'll never happen. But what about instead of having silly stuff, like, you know, like where they're with a hockey stick, mm-hmm. that they're like shooting a puck to an island green, and then with their hockey stick, they have to roll out a ball? Why don't you actually have these hockey players doing like different sports with the proper equipment? Yeah, right? I might have something there. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, just, to see, just to see what they're like. So let's say you take every single defenseman that's at the All Star. And you have a long drive competition, and you take every like elite score, and you have a chipping competition. I like, think if they you're would going lo- do, players would do, love that. If you're going to do golf, and right. then if you're going to do like other sports too, like like who knows? Like I still like I don't know why it's etched into my mind, but I was watching the beginning of I think it was the Australia Open, and they marched out a couple of these pros, like Andy Murray was one of them, and they had like a kiddie pool, just like just outside of the service box and there was a guy that was just hitting a nice easy ball to like Andy Murray and some of these other pros and all they had to do was hit like like uh, uh, hit the ball into the kiddie pool they couldn't do it yeah, yeah. like maybe two balls stayed in the pool and these are <laughs> pros like I bet you these tennis players or these hockey players could do a better job well, that's you know as you as you said it it is pretty daunting in a way. But if they're competitive, they're competitive in everything. I can't imagine many of these guys aren't competitive. Yeah, you know, maybe. playing tiddlywinks if you want to get right down. Yeah, to it. fair so enough. Perhaps it might it's just make nature. It interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I just I always like to talk about it because I don't give it a lot of time anymore. No, but yeah, like there's something has to change. Like there's no reason to to watch it anymore. Like I used to like to watch an all star game because there was. You know, there was a little bit of friendliness out there, but there was still competitiveness, right? Like, I remember I the last time Florida had the All-Star game, I got to go to the game, and Danny Heatley, I think, scored like three or four goals. And he was actually trying. Right. He wanted to mm-hmm. he wanted to, to score goals. And I could see Jerome McGinley actually wanting to stop him. So right. they were battling pretty hard against each other, and but still in a friendly manner. And it was a, it was a decent game. Now, now leading into this, the Toronto, we have the All Star Game uh, next, next year, year yeah. so that that leads us into a lot of cool things because ha- having it in Toronto, where all the history is, makes me a pretty happy guy. Too. Something cool too, like you know maybe shooting pucks off the CN Tower or something, you know, or dangling on bungee cords <laughs> off the tower and trying trick shots. Now that would be exciting. Stick handling right down the <laughs> right down the CN Tower. <laughs> okay. Um, Junior, our otters. Now, an interesting weekend, intriguing weekend by them. But, but we're going to give the – this is a good weekend for a lot of reasons. So, on Friday night, they came up pretty flat against Aurelia again. And, and this has been a long-term thing. They've got to get by Aurelia. So, they started poorly, gave up three goals in the first period, clawed back a little bit. They were tentative. And I'm not, and this is a tough team. Uh, played tentative hockey against Aurelia. So, Alliston, who have six losses all year, show up yesterday in Huntsville, dominated Alliston. It's a mm. huge win for, for our local Otters. Yep. So, assistant coach has given me some information to pass along. Oh, right? oh, here which we go. I think is, it's nothing that, that deep. 
Um, <laughs> and I don't mean to be insulting about the assistant coach, uh. but he's quite keen. You know there's 16 wins this year, ties uh, since 2016, since they joined the, P, I guess, Provincial Junior Hockey okay. League. They are now tied for the most wins for an Otter team. And they have a, wow. they still have six to seven games left. Nice. Well, so you good. know what? It's it's a great improvement because this team can beat any team as they've proven in this league. And they're gonna and everybody is in the playoffs, but a lot of it depends on seeding and where they're gonna end up. And they could end up playing Aurelia because Innisville, Huntsville, and Aurelia all have thirty two points right now. Right. So the assistant coach wanted me to pass along that they have tied it. Now they have Aurelia, I believe, Friday night in Aurelia coming up. So this is a huge, huge game. Well, we knew that they were going to have a much better season when in game three they had tied last year's win record. Yeah, that, that kind point. of bodes, that kind of leads you to believe things were going to improve. But, you know, as I said, uh, Alliston had played um, uh, Stainer on Friday night and had beat Stainer 8-4. And Stainer have uh, have two losses all year. So you know what Huntsville can do. Bottom line is they beat Stainer. They've now beat Alliston in a convincing 5-1 win. And to me, Sunday. this is simple. To me, this is like this is something as, as simple as the coaching. They that the coaches have put something into the minds of those players that they believe in. They want to they want to produce. They want to impress their coaches. Well, sure. well, with Jason Farnsworth as a coach, and I've got to give him. You'd want to play for him because he's mm. he's extremely passionate, and everything that Farmer ever did when he played was on pure effort. Mm-hmm. That nobody else showed effort like that. So right. that, you know, and that's that's very complimentary, but very true too, right? No, for sure. So it's going to be a great uh, great Friday, and I think on Wednesday, Daniel, we're going to have to talk about uh, Casey and Philly and break it all down again. Yes, it's going to be great. Is it not? So is there anything else you want to talk about today? I think we're good. I think we are, too. What about you, Grant? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I've got a few issues, but I don't think anybody wants to hear about them. <laughs> All right. Well, we can talk about the issues off air. If Thank you, like. my friend. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So to our listeners out there, enjoy the sunshine. We're not in the 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 racking cold that we've had to deal with. It's I'm happy that it's a little warmer, quite frankly. I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Take care, and we'll be back on Wednesday with more sports.